0: You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, Tony and I are here today with our special guest, Shiva Gill. Uh, Shiva is an immigration attorney in Houston. She's over right off Shepherd, guys. If you're interested in talking to her, but she is our special guest today, and she was here last week. This week we're doing immigration part two. And uh, Shiva, welcome to the show. We're so grateful that you came. We're is she? Uh, we're so grateful that you came, and I know that last week y'all talked about. What happens when someone crosses the border? Basically, what did you talk about last week, Tony? Uh,
1: well, we talked about um, if you are picked up by ICE uh, through uh, whatever uh, mechanism, if somebody came to your house and they were searching you out or you were arrested and you know the sheriff picked up to the jail or you were stopped on the street because you didn't have your license, whatever means it was that you ended up in an ICE detention facility and you needed to get out, uh, what we discussed were the uh, the uh, the burden that you had to get out in the the process what you're looking at what your family's looking at in, in order to be released on bond and and we were going to finish up that segment and finding out once the bond is set after the hearing and the hearing where's the hearing held the drive um, uh, location okay
0: there's still some there
2: some but the bulk of them are being held in the Montgomery processing
1: Center which is brand in new.
0: Congress. Well, you know, I have a friend uh, that I told you about, Tony, that I spent this weekend with, and she does immigration law, and she works for Catholic Charities. And she was telling me that it was all moved to Montgomery County because Montgomery County won some sort of bid for the detention center. What happened with that, Shiva?
2: So, you know, the immigration jails are not owned by the federal government, so they have private contractors that they they that bid on them and so they'll say well we need 200 you know bed spaces or we need 300 Mm -hmm. bed spaces and then they just go ahead and bid on it Mm -hmm. now the the it has not all been moved because there are still some judges sitting at export plaza but the difference is that for filings and motions and docketing it's conroe that's handling it but likely that the actual bond hearing might be held at export plaza so okay. they still
1: have three judges is export plaza going to stay open uh so once the contract
2: ends we yeah. don't know what's going to happen okay. to them but we won't mm. have immigration detainees but we've
1: got them in conroe now which of course we love because we're right here in montgomery county and it's it's right down by the the county jail it's down seven down minutes here. from here. hill mm-hmm. huh yeah right great beautiful facility too yeah. but anyway that's all being it. said
2: so that's where they're holding the bond hearings these okay. days for the most part.
0: Okay. And your friend um, uh, what is your friend's name that works at Campus Her name Street? is Maria Molina and and it's I'm glad that we're talking about this because on uh, well temporary protected status in DACA, we're going to talk about that today. Yes. Too, uh-huh. But um, it's just some interesting situations
1: there. So, so I want so to get right to that because I know that our listeners are really interested in, in, in all those the, the means that you can stay here. But so you, you, you have a hearing, and uh, your clients usually brought from custody and they can testify to the judge. And I guess there's a little courthouse or a courtroom uh, over there in that facility. Um, once the judge does the judge make a decision right there, or do they uh, take it on advisement? No, they,
2: they make the decision right there. So, okay. you know, of course, we argue why the uh, person should be given a bond. Mm-hmm. Of course, the immigration prosecutor. The is it part, typical
1: that they get it once? Do you know going in whether or not they're going to get it? Just as, as no, it, we have no idea. Is it like 50-50 or how, what is the percentage of the time you'll get the bond?
2: So if it's like a shoplifting, I'm almost certain I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a blood alcohol level of 0.15 or higher, I'm almost Even on certain a first conviction? I won't. Really, even on a first yeah, conviction? Because that's a very high level of... Even
1: with the circumstances supporting that they may have children and they're the breadwinner, That doesn't matter?
2: So, you know, those are... All, so, again, you see, but Barnes is a fact-specific thing mm-hmm. where also the personality of the judge comes in. Okay, that's So true. there are certain judges that will not. I mean, we know... Um, the outcome even before we go there, and I okay. warn
1: them. And have, you can't change to a different judge. No, <laughs> you can't. Not just charge. like in real life. Okay, got so
2: it. So I, you know, if it's Judge XYZ, I always say to them, you know, your chances of getting a bond. And when do you know it's going to be the judge when
1: they set the hearing? Well, when yes. do you, when do you know the judge? We know okay.
2: ahead of time that when they set the hearing, okay. we
1: know which we judge we're going to. So let's it. say that um, you have a, you, uh, well, whichever way it goes. Um, when you get there and you get the ruling, let's say so they set the bond for typically, let's say you get lucky on a DWI, <coughs> one of the lenient judges, which may happen five percent of the time. What would the bond be set for something like that? Typically,
2: so, so i am I've seldom seen lower than a five thousand dollar bond. Uh-huh. Really? And, yeah, that high. And it's very. It's. Tragic because in criminal court they have a five hundred dollar bond and right. sometimes a personal
1: bond. Just and, let them go. Uh, I mean, I was
0: thinking two thousand right. maybe. And, and again,
1: I've, if you can get if you can get around that ice hold, if you get arrested, um, then and then get out of there before you get the ice hold, then and you have a personal reconnaissance bond, you're not going to ICE. If you stay in jail because your family's not helping you because they're mad or whatever, the the likelihood of you getting picked up by ICE just gets higher and higher. So yeah,
2: the, so you know the the main thing that people. One of the things that people do to get out of jail, criminal custody, is that when they're asked, are you a U.S. citizen, some of them will say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fatal. Yeah. Really? a false claim to U.S. citizenship is the kiss of death.
0: Really? Um, very fatal. So, what do they say then? So listeners yeah. never on claim B- to have a U.S. citizenship when you do not have it. Even saying it is yes, going to kill because it. Because
2: the, the statute states that, you claim uh, false, uh, you uh, claim to be a uh, falsely claim to be a U.S. citizen
1: for any immigration benefit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that has been very widely yes, but if they say they're right. a citizen for the purpose of not quickly being identified by ICE, that's well, an immigration that's a benefit. Deficit. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah, but if you don't get caught, then you just got lucky basically. But yeah, if you get I guess. caught, you, you have to death now. So it's you, not are, worth ask You it. a
2: U.S. citizen, just say, No, I'm not, right?
1: which actually most of my clients actually are honest about it because it's better to be honest in the eyes and of God I've and seen, the law. <laughs> like
2: sometimes from Harris County, somebody gets released and I go, how did you swing that? And then when I go to the, the uh, district clerk's website, it'll say U.S. citizen, yes.
0: Oh, but they got, they got released. Lied. So they, they got lied. by with it. But well, if they so don't get by happens, with it. What happens? So if they get by with it, it's just over? Or do they come back later and say, you I lied mean, about this?
2: at some point, because these days, you cannot uh, renew a driver's license if you cannot prove legal status right. so each time you get picked up for failure to id no driver license mm-hmm. at some point the dots will get connected then you can have 13 us citizen children five of them have six kinds of cancer yeah, yeah. if Something you get arrested you.
1: those fingerprints yeah. are going to get you eventually right. and i will say this and this is really bad but i have a couple of clients that have been deported several times and they came back, and in because DNA. it was that bad, they got they got false security, they got false IDs, and they are working happy as a clam. I have no idea where because I'm just aware of it, right. uh, like in North Carolina, and Kentucky, or whatever mm. far away. But they came back, but what a risk! The instant they get picked up for anything, just stopped and picked up, and they're identified. That's like that's not just federal. I mean, that's federal federal prison time. It's not just a deportation. You are going to prison because you have done you have committed so many federal crimes. But that being the case, so somebody gets the um, to go back to the bond amount. If somebody gets the five thousand dollar bond, but it could go as high as what is the highest you've
2: uh, Normal range. I've seen higher than fifteen thousand. Okay. I have seen fifteen hundred dollar bonds, uh-huh. but the normal wiggle room is between five and fifty you can't
1: offer them like fifty thousand if you're if the DWI because you're a no bond like I know that at Montgomery County sometimes you can get a plea on a DWI and this doesn't have any immigration but money talks you can get a, a better deal if you pay a lot of money to fine yeah. does it work that way with immigration can no you?
2: unfortunately again the judge uses the criteria of are you a danger to the community?
1: Okay. And, is,
2: do you have relief? That is not speculative. Okay. Let's say they get a
1: $15,000 bond and that's quite a bit. Um, can they get, will a bond, will they? Will the federal government accept a bond from a bonding company or do they have to pay a cash bond or how does that work? So
2: I always recommend a cash bond uh-huh. because when your case you get is it right over, back. when yeah. lose or draw, you're
1: going to get it back with interest. Mm-hmm. Now, unless if, you skip town and you'll never get I it I mean, back. obviously.
2: Oh, yeah. But yeah. if, and again, you know, even, believe it or not, when they skip town, the bond gets forfeited. Mm-hmm. But at some point, oh. the obligor, if he gets a bounty hunter or finds this person, turns them in. Mm-hmm. Because the obligor promises to deliver the alien. Oh. So at some point. So, they, because they've duped
1: some some family member into signing off. Right, the, bond, okay. the bonding for our listeners.
2: But the bonding company, deep. because of the fact that it's we're so close to the border and all yeah. somebody has to do. So, there is no 10% rule in immigration uh, bonds. Uh-huh. There are only two or three bondsmen in the whole really? city of Houston. That Really? Do Im-
1: you oh. can't just go to Joe Bondsman. That's and- why all of them yeah, have to I come up with so that. much money so and quickly.
2: It's a 40% down payment.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay. It's the same with state bonds on that, they're not just they federal. they have
2: to secure the balance with their vehicle or firstborn child so or whatever. Yeah, and then there, that's right. when they always call and me and ask for my own are astronomical. Okay. They're not being a citizen. What are the
0: interest rates? 25%? Yeah,
2: you know, I I actually ended up suing a bondsman because the um, uh, the, the, um, uh, personal injury lawyer, uh, this guy had sliced off three three of his fingers Mm -hmm. in an industrial accident. Mm -hmm. So they hired me to get him a bond, and he didn't have money. He was Honduran or Mm -hmm. Central American. But in all this, so they had a very large settlement from the personal company, injury. Mm-hmm. Personal injury. So they wanted him out, and this guy was willing to take his money and whatever he got, and go back and have a very nice life in his home country. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this bondsman he uh, um, said, "Okay, you're a lawyer. Okay, I'll give you a good deal." And but when I after, when I went to pay, he changed the
1: rules. Mm-hmm. Oh. And
2: so I I sued him.
1: Was it in writing the deal?
2: You know, you, got, you yeah. come out of court and you say, but the point is that, you know. so record, record, record. because immigration cases last for so long
1: mm-hmm.
2: that... Uh, How long do they typically last? Well, I've got cases from 2011.
1: Still pending. Oh, my wow. Why? So or, they, well, we're going to get into that, but in that the old one, it's because so the government because is... Because
2: we don't have enough judges. We have the right. largest backlog the system, in the country. Mm-hmm. We have 50,000 cases, I think, in Houston alone. Wow. And so okay. the cases... Judges With quit, three judges. judges
0: or whatever. But what's prolonging it? <coughs> why, why, many, is it why is it taking
2: so we long? Have many, so once they're bound out, they get on the non-detained docket.
1: And we have more judges there okay. downtown. We do. Okay. But, you know, there are many
2: reasons why they have, you know.
1: Uh, now the, the non-detention docket, is that in the federal
2: courthouse downtown? No. Oh. It's in the, uh, they, they have that, space in the Mickey Leland building. Okay. Okay. And then across the street, they have space in the Continental Center.
1: Okay, so it's kind of yeah. all over the world. That's so have, New to me. I've I never been. I think about
2: there. 10, 11 courts down. Okay. Down.
1: Now we are going to get into the juicy part now—the stuff that people really want to know. The but reason before okay.
2: uh, uh, they charge an annual service fee, which is something like fifteen hundred dollars, to keep the barn alive. So you're paying, you know, you every you know, year twenty uh, oh percent interest goodness. plus You've this fee you, and and plus this. And, and so I oh, or they'll yank machine, the bond. I can't afford to pay the fee every year. And they'll sometimes just
1: lease. But that's not, but if you have a cash bond, you don't <coughs> pay that fee, right? It just rides. I highly that's recommend a cash bond. That's why you recommend a cash okay, bond. Okay, because you're not, you're not, yeah. you're not having to deal with another, you're dealing directly with just that bond sitting in the court registry. Wow, that's okay. very different. That's then. why. I knew it was only cash bond, but that's so what by you had the time had your case
2: is done, if you have a $15,000 bond, you'll end up having to pay 30000
1: to a bondsman. Just the bond. Right. Well, that's the same way right now with all my As clients with to get, criminal. Get back with I always say, pay the cash bond if yeah. you can, because yeah. you'll get all the money back after the case is over, win, lose or draw.
0: Right, and yeah. you're free to travel too if you don't have the restrictions of a bonding. I don't know how it is in immigration. No, but- in
2: immigration, you're not free to travel because, <coughs> you know, then you can be deemed a fugitive. No, you're doing a run.
1: But you can't even ask if you want to go back and visit your. You can
2: go and get permit. Uh, go when? You can go back to Mexico because. When you are your be. country, if you're facing deportation uh-huh. and you leave while the proceedings are pending, you have self-deported. Oh, oh. I didn't know you've that. the government's job for you.
1: Okay. Oh. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Because I, I have so many clients, say clients, I have, I have a lot of people I'm familiar with that are like, oh, I'm just going to pop back into Mexico real quick. And I didn't know they couldn't do that. They're doing it. They're not getting caught yeah, somehow. If they get
2: caught, they'll say, well, you yourself so good luck next
1: time you know goodbye <laughs> okay <laughs> now finally tell us that that the magic list I know it's just not one way to stay here what are the legal means that that uh, that I want to say grocery list uh, punch list of uh, the different options you have to be here legally okay
2: so you know there are three ways that you can gain status so of course one is family basis mm-hmm. I have you know um, citizen wife, I have a child over 21, whatever. The other is employment, which doesn't... This is DACA or otherwise, <clears throat> right? It's, you know, I'm a rocket scientist, I'm a famous movie star, I'm a famous athlete, I'm a surgeon. This is ladies. before
1: you've come across the border, though. This is You just want to be a, a citizen? Or, right.
2: So, okay. so, so that's one way. Like, people come on a work visa, mm-hmm. and then the employer says, gee, I really like you, I want you to do Research at my hospital, you know, MD Anderson or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's
1: employment
2: related. But if you're already here illegally, that doesn't apply to you.
1: Now, if somebody just comes over here on vacation, though, you don't need a visa for that. You're just coming over, right? Well, you need a visa to come as a visitor. I said, I didn't know visa. that. Yeah. I know mean, in Brazil place. you need it. I didn't, I just know nothing about the United States. Part of it. In okay. the
2: US, you need a visitor visa, which certain countries are exempt from it, like, mm-hmm. um, Britain and France. What about
0: Cuba? Is Cuba exempt from it? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Okay.
2: So Cuba had a different program called the Cuban Adjustment Act, Mm -hmm. which was the wet foot, dry foot policy. I'd have to explain all that to you, but President Obama nixed that, so we no longer have that. Okay. But, um, and the third way is basically public policy, which, because it's public policy, changes with the mood of the administration. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know coming as a refugee or seeking asylum, which is a big problem right now, is that you know public policy says if you feel persecution in your home country, you can ask for protection from the U.S. It doesn't mean you'll get it, but you can ask. But all this is a curry before you're here, right? No, you can be, you can, that's what's happening at the border. Right. People are coming and saying, I want asylum. Uh-huh. And they have to be okay. allowed in or whatever. So there's refugee, asylum. Mm-hmm. Then you have, if you are a, uh, a spouse of a U.S. citizen and you are subjected to battery and extreme cruelty, then you can apply for benefits under the uh, Violence Against Women Act. Okay. But you do have to prove good faith marriage to a U.S. citizen or a legal permanent resident.
1: Okay, uh, go back. You Say that one again. Good
2: so, faith good faith marriage. Uh-huh. And good faith marriage is course, you have to prove that I entered into this relationship
0: mm-hmm. in good faith. It's right. not a sham. Not a sham, not a marriage. sham so, marriage.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, number two is he's
1: a, a resident or a
2: citizen. So if he uh, happens to be illegal, you're out of luck.
1: The person you're marrying. Mm-hmm. So married, right, okay. Re- citizen good or citizen. resident. Uh huh.
2: Good faith marriage, uh-huh. citizen not uh-huh. Number three is good moral character, okay. so I'm not a bad So parent. nothing else is
1: going on. They came over here illegally, but they've hooked up with somebody who's— They've
2: entered into a marriage with okay. somebody who has legal status.
1: Okay, right. Right. And, and just to, to sidetrack on that just to, uh, uh, for a moment, because we've had a lot of clients like this, mm-hmm. when somebody is—when mar- uh, the illegal person is marrying this this citizen they've fallen in love with, mm-hmm. but they really weren't falling in love with them, they really just falling in love with being a citizen— and then that that new spouse, it, it, the, the marriage goes south. What happens to the illegal person that's now gone through the process to become a citizen and, you know, the, had the interview? Like, we've all seen that movie with Sandra Bullock where, you know, she goes and she gets married and then they go have the interview to make sure it's legit, which I know that really happens. Or green
0: card. Yeah, <laughs> get the green card. Yeah, for our deaf, so our what happens,
1: though, when the... Uh, the character that was played not by Sandra Bullock, who was the Canadian, but the other guy, when he finds out that she, it was just a sham, Sandra just wanted to be, you know, a citizen, and she used him. Can Is there any repercussion for the now... Uh, the American citizen The American person? citizen that got kind of used? Or um, the person got away with it now, or they're a citizen because they...
2: Yeah, so it depends at, at, it depends on at what point you are caught. Uh-huh. Okay, or the you realize. Right. So... If the marriage is less than two years old,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you get a two-year green card. Right. Okay. It's so called a conditional resident. Okay. Card. Then at the end of those two years, you have to go back and remove the conditions to get your 10-year green
1: card. Uh-huh. So you're medi- that's when you meet with immigration. By that-
2: three ways. Mm-hmm. One is it's a good-faith marriage, and we're still together. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called a joint petition.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The other is it's a good-faith marriage, but it ended in divorce or annulment.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And the third way is it was a good-faith marriage, but... Um, I was subjected to battery in extreme cruelty.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Now, at, so the repercussions, so at the end of two years, uh-huh. if the marriage has ended before the two years is over, uh-huh. it's a significant challenge for that alien to show that they
1: entered into a marriage in good faith. Right, because they have to do that interview and there's no way they're going to get their their. Tenure. And the
2: case mm-hmm. that you and I did together... Mm-hmm where he boogied after a month. Uh-huh. Remember that? Right, right? Oh, that was terrible. All right. those marriages. So uh-huh. she basically wrote an affidavit to the service saying, he used me to get his green card, and once he came here, he did a runner. Mm-hmm. So I believe that he married me for immigration benefits.
0: Mm-hmm. So they pull everything then, right?
2: Comes down like a house of cards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the problem actually also occurs in the reverse, mm-hmm. where... They offer money to the citizen. If you marry me, Mm -hmm. I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Uh huh. And of course, the guy thinks Uh right. Now, now the immigration officers can smell a fake marriage a mile away. Oh yeah. Uh And so what they do is they separate them. Uh Take the citizen into a separate (laughs) room. I've had people tell me about it, and and they ask them all kind of questions, detailed about sex and everything else. mm -hmm. And they'll say, if you are lying that this is. You're going to prison for five years. To the are
0: American citizen? Both of them. Both, both.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the, so the unless you tell us the truth, and the U.S. citizen will say, why should I go to jail for her? Yeah. But if you tell us the truth, nothing will happen to you. And you will say, yeah, she paid me 10000
1: Which is not true. because And then
2: make him sign a statement.
1: Oh, so the U.S. citizen
0: tells the truth, no problem.
2: I mean, if he wants to avoid going to jail, he sings.
0: Okay. Can, can they really throw him in jail for five years? Well,
2: entering into a prove. marriage fraud to defraud the federal government oh, is no, a very I, serious crime. I know, crime.
0: but do they do it? But can I you mean, really they, prove they, the citizenship? It's of
2: not, rights. would they do it? They could.
1: Hard
0: to if, prove.
2: So they actually have sent people to prison under very, you know, I've I'll show where the guy married five women at the same time.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And that's the one that we were, uh, okay. at least one of the ones that we worked right. with, where we learned that there was like every year a different... Alien that was marrying this guy who, a lot of them I think actually liked the the women that were aliens or, or so like the women
0: them. were aliens and the guy was the U.S. citizen and he was just kind of creating he a was, harem. It, oh was a, oh no, it was a it was a
1: He was making a lot of money as they okay. they he was marrying one after oh, the other. Okay, and they didn't know about each other. Oh, they actually thought there was some love involved there. I
2: even know a guy who married several of them at the same time. He had third fourth three, four, five wives at the same time. And we had to run around one of the poor women. She was charged with, you didn't enter into a good faith marriage, but she was a stupid girl. She went and got a divorce from him,
1: which legitimized the marriage. Oh, oh yes. So then we said, had yes. to go
2: back and get uh-huh. someone to do it. Yeah, nun it's a mess. Trunk, a nun, a nun yeah, and, and I hate
1: taking those cases because you've got to follow through and see which marriages were real because the next one comes if the other yeah. person dies. It's a mess, but you can eventually but it get it done. prevent
2: my, my clients from picking up, uh, entering into a sham marriage charge, right? So so
1: now um. But what what happens when it goes over that two year mark? What's the next step? So if you can get your ten year green card, so they and- go and they do the interview, and the, the other person, the fraudulent gut person that wants to, I'm going to use a guy as an example, wants to be unlike Sandra Bullock, wants to be a citizen. So they schmooze and they wine and dine, Hang in this, there for two this years. Poor girl. Uh, then right on the two year mark, mm-hmm. when they when they become um, get their their ten year visa, what does the poor girl that now learns that she, she was never his one and only do? Nothing? It's once they get their ten year card, it's the ship has sailed. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty, it's oh, pretty hard. Okay. Well that's just really sad because they were duped and they thought it was love and this it's easy to keep up the front for two years. Um, and then them take off and be like see ya yeah, and then all the, the real surf okay. So now you know about that. All right, so that being said, let's go back to the, um, we're going to, after our break, we're going to go back okay, to. Okay, we have about one more minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so uh, we have the uh, list, before we get into the details of all of them, list just the, if I have somebody that's not a citizen, the, the, the laundry list, she said there's three. There's only three ways if someone's not a citizen to get a visa. I know there's a work visa, and know there's a U visa, I know there's a. No, no
2: that. so that's public policy, so mm-hmm. the. Trafficking visas, Mm -hmm. being a victim of a serious crime, being Mm -hmm. a battered spouse, Mm -hmm. being a refugee, being an asylum seeker, Mm -hmm. they fall under public policy. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So when someone comes to me and says, I don't have a husband, I have no family here with status, I, you know, I don't have kids born here, but I was raped Mm -hmm. and I cooperated with the police. To lock up the bad guy. so uh, that's that's called the U visa for some reason. Yeah, what it's does the called, U visa stand for? It, the, every alphabet has been taken. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. no, we're at the bottom. Yeah, A visa is a <laughs> diplomatic. Uh, okay, visas. I didn't know what that. Yeah,
0: stood for. Right. for violence. That is yeah. so interesting, but that's under yeah. public policy. But though. but I've heard that those Trump put a he he made a determination that violent domestic violence is a personal issue, and we're not going to honor those so much.
2: No, so you're talking about the people who come from other countries, if you were a battered spouse in your country... Okay. And you could show your country was not protecting you because they let... Then you could ask for asylum as a victim of domestic violence. Okay. And so, you know, it was Attorney General Sessions who said that... Yes. If the harm you've suffered is by a private actor, cartels, gangs, abusive
0: husbands, Mm -hmm. that that is not grounds for
2: asylum... It's being here. litigated, yeah. So you know, but, but right, the U
0: visa so is for here for domestic violence that's occurred if here. If you marry
2: a U.S. citizen or a resident,
0: and it's still active and strong, so people can still get it.
2: Okay, so great. So somebody who's illegal who has married a citizen or a resident and he's beating her up, we can do something. We can do something. Right.
0: Great. Okay. Well, we are gonna take a quick break. We are here with Shiva Gill, an immigration attorney. Uh, This is The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl, and today we're talking about immigration law. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
1: Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every
0: first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez
1: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1.
0: three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world welcome back to the legal connection with tony and cheryl today we're talking about immigration law with our special guest shiva gill shiva is an attorney here in houston uh shiva where is your office located Is, is it on shepherd It's actually on the
2: 59 Feeder Road
0: at Greenbrier, which is the one street over from Shepherd. So it's in Midtown Houston. Midtown Houston on the 59 Feeder Road. And Shiva, how long have you done immigration law? Oh, I've been doing
2: immigration law since, I want to say exclusively immigration law, uh, since middle of 2006. And my specialty is deportation defense and uh, gaining legal status for people who are interested in gaining legal status.
0: That is incredible. I don't do work visas. Okay no work visas but deportation and legal status. Right. Well that's an important issue especially where we are in Houston and well I mean in in our country and all that's going on with Um, you know, there's so much, it seems like it's always at the top of the news, the asylum seekers and all of that. And I know we've been talking about that, but we wanted, you know, before our last break, we talked a little bit about U-Visas and I wanted to come back to that. And you felt like that was a good topic to talk about, you know, because based on your experience and the interest of people, uh, when you're the victim of a crime, uh, you can apply for something called a U-Visa. So, uh, I'm say, for example, I am an illegal citizen, or I, I've come to this country and I married a man that's a United States citizen, right? right? And then I've applied for my citizenship, or I haven't applied. I've just, I'm just going to interject real quick here because I, I do, you know, a ton of like
1: violent criminal defense, and a lot of them are false accusations because the person that wants to be a citizen is no longer. In a, a relationship with this American citizen, so they falsely accuse them of harm or assault, so they can get this U visa. But I never understood what it would take to get that, but it seems to be the catchphrase visa. Okay.
2: So I agree. So, you know, U visas are not exclusively for being a victim of spousal battery. Okay. okay. So if you're a victim of Spousal battery, and that person happens to have legal status—he's a citizen or a resident, or she is. Your spouse is a citizen or a resident, and you're a victim of that spouse's battery. There is a different route, which is called VAWA (Violence Against Women Act). Okay. But U visa is if you happen to be a victim of certain crimes, such as you know sexual assault. Um, kidnapping, involving a guy or a girl, it can be a guy. And interestingly, you can be an indirect victim. So in other words, Ah. I have clients whose children were victims of sexual assault Mm -hmm. and it was proven. And the guy went away to jail for 15 years for having sexually assaulted, molested their daughter. Uh The mother can, who is doc, undocumented can also benefit from that as an indirect victim. Okay. It's like okay.
0: emotional distress, intentional infliction of emotional distress. It proven need. and all that. Well, but right. is yeah. that what it's like? So now,
2: so the U visa requires that you be a victim of a listed crime. So the mm-hmm. crimes are listed. So, you, for example, if you are a victim of car theft, mm-hmm. okay, you're not going to get a U visa. Okay. Right. Okay. But you're a victim of a listed crime. And you cooperate with law enforcement Mm -hmm. in the um, arrest, conviction, prosecution, whatever. Okay. (coughs) And it has to be, you have to do it within two years. Report it and do it within two years. Okay. So the reason is, it's to get people who have no legal status, who were afraid to report a crime because they had no legal status. It's Uh to encourage them to come and report a crime.
0: Okay.
2: Now, so where people fall down on the job is, They'll come to me six years later and say, Oh, I was raped six years ago. Uh-huh. Well, too late because yeah. they're never gonna catch him. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they say, Well, yeah, I reported it, and the cop came and asked me a bunch of questions, but then he wanted me to come back in and look at a photo array or a lineup. And I was I was afraid I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't cooperated. Right. Okay? So I always say, you know, okay, if they come to me, I said, go cooperate. Give the cop your number. Give the DA your number. Mm-hmm. When they subpoena you, you know, go there. And mm-hmm. Assist. And so really, at the end of the day, and the second thing it requires is law enforcement certification. Okay. So the you know chief of police or the district attorney has to certify a form that says, yes, she was a victim of such and such a crime. Okay. And yes, she cooperated.
1: Okay. Once you get that certification... We can file it with okay, and that goes right to a (laughs) trial that uh, that occurred last week, where this girl falsely accused the guy of assault, and the jury came back with a not guilty. But she did everything you said. She immediately, in fact, the reason that I think came back not guilty is because the day after the alleged assault is when she called nine hundred and eleven to go to the hospital, and the records were kind of wishy washy. It didn't look like she'd been choked. She said she had whatever. But it was enough that the prosecution wanted to nail this guy, right? And um, so, ultimately, he was found not guilty because there wasn't enough evidence, uh, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. But she did everything she needed to do to get the UVS, And it looked like she was only going through these—she knew the game. She knew that she had to report it to the police. She had to go through a little hospital thing, even if they didn't plan out. She had to get the police to certify it. Did they certify it? They did certify it. So— and I think the prosecutors actually believe the guy that was found not guilty actually still did it. Is that going to be enough, this little game that she played that was really fraudulent because like, it didn't really happen? Would that be enough for her to well, say it did happen and I my U visa?
2: I mean, you know, I, I cannot make a judgment call that just because the guy was found not guilty that it didn't happen. I mean,
1: neither can immigration. I think that, so. that uh, let's just say that that was the case, though, that wouldn't that encourage... Women that came over, or men, if it was the other way around, wouldn't that encourage them to make false accusations against somebody so they could get the U visa?
2: You know, I guess I would have to agree with you, but I know that the district attorney in Houston mm-hmm. won't certify it until the trial is over.
1: Oh, is that right? So, oh. you know, because they want to make sure that's you'll not show the same. up. And... I know that's not the same, <clears throat> at least it wasn't in Fort Bend, right. where I'd done
0: one because they got it. Yeah.
2: So you know, Harris County will say, "Well, when it's all over, we'll certify it." Okay, okay good. Okay, so good you
0: have that. You've got a listed crime. You've got cooperation with law enforcement, and then now you have a certi- certificate certification yeah. that you from law enforcement. So what do you do then? So you've done that. What do you so do? then you have to file with that piece of paper. You have to file with immigration.
2: The U visa documents, but then you also have to prove discretionary grounds. So, uh, so the Harris County, if you have any convictions of your own, Mm. regardless of how bad a victim you've been, Harris County is refusing to certify it. They're saying you're a bad person. So you still have to prove I deserve to be here. These are the sympathy factors. Mm. I have good moral character. you have to have a clean record to get that. It depends on the jurisdiction Mm -hmm. because HPD and Harris County Sheriff will certify anything.
1: Oh, is if, that right? If you are indeed a victim. Okay, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're kind of a bad person too, because
2: they don't I know, really. I mean, obviously if you have a warrant hanging out there, they'll take you in, but you know, but at the end of the day, but immigration looks at
1: why should why do you deserve to stay? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. For an example, and we uh, I'll just use a first name. <clears throat> we had a, a common client named Elizabeth who was abused by her, the father of the child. And she's not legal, which, uh, but she's got a terrible record because she ended up, you know, stealing from Walmart while she applied for the job there and, you know, doing other really dumb things. But not not a total cr- criminal, but dumb, dumb things, okay? Which So she could be certified by Harris County, even though her record's not clean. Well, I mean, what we had done for Elizabeth is because she married a citizen, so I had done a VAWA for her, okay?
2: Which is a better, so if you have... They well, get married, that's right. Okay. So, if you have a spouse who's a citizen or a resident, VAWA that's is right. the better she married way to go. one married. So, you don't need certification.
0: Okay, yeah. Got
1: it. Okay. I'd forgotten all about that.
0: Okay, yeah. great. Well, so then they apply, they're applying, they get these certifications. Um, you said that the DA in Harris County, if you've got any kind of criminal record, <clears throat> won't <clears throat> provide the certification. You submit your documents. Uh, with your application for the U visa. And how long does that process take?
2: So the process to get certification is pretty quick, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are procedures. HPD has their procedures. You have to go get a pre-signed form and then the, you know, long story. Right. (coughs) So once you get law enforcement certification, we have six months from the date of that signature to file with immigration. Okay. And that's,
0: where all the discretion comes in. She's mm-hmm. a single mother. She's raising a kid. She's a
2: good person, works, pays taxes. And has you no work family with in... your
0: client to come up with these arguments. Absolutely. And, and, and we and... write
2: detail. We help them write detailed <clears throat> affidavits as why they deserve to stay. Mm-hmm. And then we file that with immigration. And then once it's approved, there's only 10,000 of these given nationwide uh, every year. 10,000. U faces? Wow. 10,000. Uh, green cards so you can get approved for a U visa and get a work permit uh-huh. and be allowed to stay here. Uh-huh. But it could take many years before your number comes for you to actually get a green card. Oh, yeah. But great. if you have no other way to fix your papers and you really have been a victim of a crime, uh-huh. I have a lady whose daughter was sexually molested and the guy pulled 15 years uh-huh. for aggravated sexual assault of a child under 14. And the, But they had interviewed the child, five years old. She knew details of the sexual assault that no five year old would know. Oh right. my gosh, he only got
1: 15 years. He got 15 years. That's not much. They usually get far yeah, more I than think that. That's she, a lot.
2: Um, she, uh, I mean, we're hoping to get her. her only. I mean, child molesters
1: get more time <clears> than <throat> murders. That, I've seen that over and over again, which is,
0: yeah. But, okay, well, now we want to talk about the provisional unlawful presence waiver. Um, I'm sorry, Shiva, I have no idea what that is. What is that? So that's an outstanding question. So, so far, we have talked about
2: people coming to the attention of immigration because they themselves have committed some infraction. Mm -hmm. So they had a law enforcement encounter, which now immigration has you, and they're going to put you into deportation proceedings. Now, what if you are just an ordinary, regular, good person, Who's going about their business? You have no, you know, criminal record at all, and then you say, "How can I fix my papers?" So the only route in that um, to get that unlawful presence waiver. So waiver is the legal word for a pardon, perdón, as they call it in Spanish. Okay, mm-hmm. because when you come illegally, you cannot. You ha- You must return to your country for ten years in order to fix your status. But that can be waived or pardoned if you can show extreme hardship to a citizen or resident spouse, <coughs> or a citizen or resident parent. Now, the in the old days, nobody was interested because they had to wait for their pardon in their home country, which would take a long time. But they came out with a provisional unlawful presence waiver, which means you're given the pardon is approved here, you still must return to your country to finish the process. But instead of being two years, it's less than two weeks. Oh, really? And it's called provisional because something might come up. I've had a few issues that came up, but
1: instead of two weeks, it took them three months to come back. Um, I just have to ask. That means basically you get to go visit your home country yeah, for a few visit weeks, grandma. a visit little vacation mom. to say, hey, I'm well, moving mom. In some cases, and collect your mom. stuff she and then does. come back. So really it's the necessary thing.
2: And a lot of times spouses accompany them because they, it's like a honeymoon. We never could travel before, but you <laughs> do need a citizen right. or resident spouse.
0: Could, and and this also applies to people who had a visa, entered the country legally and they overstayed. Uh, is that correct? No, actually,
2: if you if your initial entry was legal mm-hmm. and you overstayed mm-hmm. and you marry a citizen, we'll we'll fix your status right here. You don't gotta go nowhere. You don't even need a waiver.
1: Okay. Oh, as long as you because you came over on a visa of some kind, they are legal. Or you have
2: now a children, child over twenty one.
1: Okay, but well, so that means if you came over just to visit with a vacation or just to be a student for a year or something, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You, if you overstayed, way. but your initial entry was legal uh-huh. with a
2: visa. I have so, I know so <laughs> many people
1: that are at the university that overstayed.
2: But they need a citizen a citizen spouse. Right. When well, that's what they do.
1: They look for, over within their classes, a citizen spouse. That's Does
0: that right. apply to people with temporary protected status if they entered legally and they, you know, say their, their papers have to be renewed every what? 16, 18 months, I'm not sure. So
2: the people who got temporary protected status
0: Mm -hmm. have illegal entries.
2: So they came illegally, and then because of a designation by the president
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that, you know, there is, for public policy reasons, Mm -hmm. because of earthquake or a civil war, like like Haiti was an earthquake, we're not going to send you back. It's like DACA. It's temporary protected status. And at any point, it can be yanked and you could lose that status. But most Central Americans who came, came illegally and managed to get temporary protected. So when they had the Ebola virus in Africa, Mm -hmm. the people who came even as visitors from Africa, because you can't come illegally from Africa, you can, I suppose, if you come through Mexico, but they came. And then the public policy said we're not going to return, make them force them to go back because there's this epidemic. Mm-hmm. So they were given temporary protected status. Mm-hmm. And but once the Ebola scare ended, that ended.
0: They had to leave. But okay. then those papers can be renewed. Like the if you're here for temporary protected status, it can be renewed every. Uh, it's renewed every year. Every twelve every, months.
2: Every twelve months, if the TPS designation is renewed.
0: I so see. Each so year, that's what the discussion with Trump is about, about the TPS, is he's saying, I'll give you three years to get this right, but after that, I'm not going to extend because this TPS. Because some
1: of them are ending in, uh, like, March of 2020. But
0: mm-hmm. if they do uh-huh.
1: that, and, and while they're here, they get married to a citizen, that trumps their ability to was,
2: provisional unlawful presence That Princess was Winter. my
0: question. Okay. So they're treated—okay, but I'm not clear on this. If, they're, if they do that, and they're here, and they get married to a citizen— Do we fix it right here, like we do the people that entered legally, or then it becomes yeah, like the student visa people that so interestingly enough, TPS gave you the
2: um, um, privilege of asking permission to travel to your home country for urgent humanitarian reasons or work employment related. So, in other words, a lot of people. Traveled with permission because grandma was dying or mom was sick or whatever, or grandma died. And so when they came back with permission, okay. that made their illegal entry legal. Okay. And then if they married a citizen, they can fix it here. Okay, But if they came illegally, never traveled, then and they married
1: a citizen, then they go the provisional unlawful presence route.
2: Okay. So we do that.
1: Well, okay, so that kind of goes to, I know this probably might be about the beaten track, but these groves and droves of people that are coming over the border and asylum seekers or whatever they're saying when they're really just coming for economic purposes for the most part, but they're saying it's for asylum. What's happening when they're... If the ones that are crossing over that aren't going through the checkpoints and the ones that are, what is the difference and what is your take on that? It's under litigation.
2: So legally, whether you came through a port of entry and asked for asylum or toddled across the border and said, I'm here... Legally, they can both ask for asylum uh-huh. okay. within 12 months. Okay, but what Trump has said is that you're ineligible to seek asylum unless you came through a port of entry and right. asked for it. It's under litigation. Okay. So, but good. it
1: seems to me that if you that you should be get the benefit of uh, a better benefit if you came through a port of entry because you can be maybe not tracked, but at least you've done it yeah. more legally.
2: So. Again, the answer to that is because it's impossible, nearly impossible to win asylum cases, which is the reason that this whole thing is a crisis, mm-hmm. because really the number of people that are actually going to end up winning is very, very low, right. very low. Right. For reasons Three to which, five percent.
1: I've right. heard three so to three, five percent. Right.
2: And I don't even take these cases but, because it's taking the,
1: And they're going to be the ones that scurry into the, you know... Yeah,
2: and at some point, when they get caught, you know... So, to seek asylum, you have to show that you were persecuted, which is a very high bar, Mm -hmm. not like I received phone threats. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, Okay. so, you know, very high bar. It's like, you know, I was hurt, I was arrested, I was, you know, incarcerated, beaten, whatever. Uh (coughs) Sexually assaulted, whatever. They
1: all say that the drug cartel is going to kill them. I mean, that's the asylum. Right, and so... Then the
2: second thing is that that's what uh, Sessions is trying to end, is that the harm must be by the government. Yeah. So okay. if it's a private okay. entity
0: so Saying they can't just say, I want to- gangs, I'm being extorted. Husband, right. boyfriend.
1: Right. right. And these people that are coming over that really, we really do need their work, like work visas, you know, do work visas. How does that work? Well, they're they s- already
0: here, though. I mean, they're no, the people that coming
1: over want to work.
2: Yeah, so if, so that's, see, that's the big Problem is that if you come and apply for asylum within twelve months of your entry, Uh you're entitled to a work permit. Okay. Okay. If you if you apply, so a lot of people figure, well, I shouldn't, I can't speak for their motives, but that's the sticking point: is Mm -hmm. that you come in, you're given a work permit, it's taking years and years for this to move through the courts, Mm -hmm. and so now you're established three to five percent.
0: Are rate. successful anyway, right?
2: right? So that's the whole crisis is that. But once they they're here,
1: they should be stopped. Yeah, they should be. But once they're here, they're here because they're. Yeah, but but once if they lose their case, they, then they're they But then they're like the DACA kids that I'm already here. I'm established. I've got a you know I. have I mean, DACA is different because somebody brought you over as you Right, child. I totally agree. Uh, be
2: the be honest, DACA
1: kids
0: that, that I aren't know. asking your permission. The DACA kids but that aren't But this I is somebody who has really
2: voluntarily see. made the decision to come. Again, you know, this, remember, this is public policy. I mean, our next president could say this is fine. You know, <laughs> I get it. True. Right, right,
0: So true. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, we so appreciate you coming, Miss Shiva Gill. A immigration attorney in houston she's on the 59 feeder road over by did you say greensboro uh, no green briar green briar right, right? Yeah, we're 20
2: 2200 southwest freeway
0: all right and uh so if you know any of you are third interested floor. third floor and, and she is amazing is i just got to give you 2220, a 2220 2200 2200
1: southwest freeway. 2200. the most honest moral great immigrant that's i'm this, that is wonderful. great. Well, you can read our Google reviews. We have five stars. Very good. We work well, very I just know hard. that I, there's a lot of immigration attorneys out there that will just take your money and knowing that they cannot win, and you
0: would oh, never right. ever do won. that. Right.
1: We Morally. A, uh,
0: Thank serious. you for being on the show today. And we want to remind our listeners to serve God by serving others. Y'all have a great week.